right, guys, come on in. We have a special guest with us today. We'll get to that here in a second. So, before we get started, I'm Bobby Levine. Alongside me is Matt Harrington. Going down. And for the first time, and hopefully we get back a couple times, Jerome Baker. Folks, if you do not know who this guy is, first off, you're dumb. You need to look this guy up. Linebacker for Ohio State. Calling card was last year. He had a huge interception against Oklahoma. He's a projected first-round draft pick in this upcoming NFL draft. He's going to be a junior at Ohio State. Uh, I mean, not much else we can say about this guy. Stud. Top yeah. 10 linebacker coming out of high school from Benedictine, is that correct? Yep. Uh, won a state championship here in the state of Ohio, Division 4. Uh, we got to hit our, our sponsors up first. We got the J&J Mobile Detailing on East State Street in Athens, Ohio. Go check them out. They'll wet, rinse, wash, wax your car, get that all done, and then go to the pigskin while you're waiting. Get some nice drinks, cold drinks, and food as well. Anything else? No? Have fun while you're doing it. Have fun while you're doing it. <laughs> All right, so again, huge, huge star here with us, Jerome Baker. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Doing pretty good. All right, yeah. so a couple stuff about you. Junior, six foot one, two twenty five. A lot of people talk about your height and weight and saying you're you're small linebacker. Yeah. What are you gonna say to those people? Uh, I guess we'll see. Uh, this <laughs> season, I'm working on a lot of things. My weight, my size. I mean, this is a new thing in the NFL and college football nowadays where you get, you know, players that play that hybrid position, or not hybrid position, but that linebacker position with speed. Yeah. You know, that's what you see uh, transitioning a lot to the NFL is with, uh, like, guys like Ryan Shazier, <laughs> you know, Darren Lee, that guys that you're uh, taking after right now. So uh, how does it feel, you know? I know you came up after Dante Booker, he got injured, and he came in and filled that spot. How was your feeling going into that? Were you like... Obviously, you know, he took he took the you know the stage by storm, but how were you feeling mentally? Um when I first just like anybody you get nervous mm -hmm. playing playing in front of a hundred thousand people. It's that's right. what you come here for though, yeah, right? It's, so it's just the nerves, but once that ball snaps, it's uh it's you know, things takes over. Definitely. Just do what you do since I was six years old. So. Man, man, cool. I remember my days, you know, playing no, linebacker, you know. You're also way smarter than him, and he always gets talked about his side. All right, so your calling card game was against Oklahoma with a 68-yard interception. Let's go back a little bit, because going into that game, uh, Austin Kendall, backup quarterback scrub for Oklahoma, comes out and starts talking about how you guys are, quote-unquote, basic. basic. Yeah. I mean, it, going into that game, that had to get you guys pissed off. Yeah. So going into that game, it was... Uh, we found it kind of disrespectful. Like, he wasn't even started, so uh, we took it. That was just gasoline to the fire, and we took it around with it. I mean, you had the interception. Literally. Interception Literally. in the. It was the first quarter. You guys went up fourteen nothing. Uh, describe the play. You saw the ball come up. You collided with one of your. I forget who what teammate it was. Yeah, so uh, I think it was Chris. Yeah, so Jay, Jay Holmes, he uh, tipped it. Jay, yeah. And honestly, I looked up and it was falling right right into my hands, <laughs> and I ran into Worley. And after that, I was like. Don't get caught. Uh, <laughs> you saw, you saw a whole bunch of game. Like, I just don't get caught. <laughs> okay, now, obviously being a defender, you don't get to hold the ball anywhere as close as an offensive player or offensive playmaker. You used to play offensive high school, didn't you? Yeah, you I did. Yeah. So you're run, balls, you're running there in Norman, Norman, Oklahoma, in front of 80-plus thousand crazy Sooner fans. 
you got everything and please don't trip over your feet, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, my first thought was just don't get caught. Um, Coach Fick, the linebacker, they always tell me, I always make fun of I'm, I'm the fastest. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I would have got caught, I think they would have talked about me for a long time. So, what's your 40? Uh, 437. Whew. Uh, it's, it's, Man, Urban Lem, boys with uh, speed. That's, uh, it. Yeah. That's, the, that's the name of the game. <laughs> and that's why you played offense in high school. We can go back to your high school championship game. Uh, I've never seen a game like that. I watched it on Fox Sports Ohio. They had the, you guys played what, Saturday like, morning or something like that? There no, you? this was Sunday. Uh, it was Sunday. 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 Sunday night. Well, Oklahoma was uh, no, I'm, Saturday night. I'm talking your high school championship game. Oh, oh it's it's that, that was, uh, that was, it was, it was like, it was it Saturday was, morning, right? <laughs> It was an it early was game. So early, uh, I remember waking up. It was like eight o'clock, and you play at like ten. Or yeah, because I woke up and you guys were like in the middle of the second half. I was like, "What is going on?" It was Division Four. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. But yeah, that's why you yeah your speed there. You, you, that game was back and forth. That was the first time. Was that your first time playing in the shoe? Yep. yep. And so, was, uh, I had a camp there, but that was my first time actually playing football there. So and that's great. And then you fast forward. You had a, you played a little bit your freshman year, but this year was your 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 real time actual, actual, play, actual yeah. playing time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had some huge road games. I mean, you played Oklahoma early on, middle of October. I actually traveled up to Madison and saw you guys yeah. play. And that was a crazy time. Craziest game I've ever seen. I was in the middle of all these crazy Badger fans. And he almost got, did you get into a fire? A father in front of me was yelling at, so obviously you know playing in Madison, every time they get a first down, they're like, first and 10, Wisconsin. Everyone like points for the first down. Well, every, I was so annoyed with all the fans. Every time we got a first down, I mean, first and 10 Ohio State, I would stand up and be like, first and 10 Ohio State and do that. <laughs> I think JT might have had an interception or something like that where a fumble happened and the fan in front of me was a father and his son was next to him, turns around and gets in my face and was like, how about that first and 10 Wisconsin, where are you at now? I was just like, bro, calm down. And my buddy was with me, Chris Kelly, was like, if you point at him again, like we're going to have a fight or something like that. Nothing else happened. We won the game and they shut up in overtime. Uh, what, which one was more hostile, the Wisconsin game or the, Wisconsin, or the Oklahoma game? Wisconsin by far. It was close. So It was so it was close. close. They, yeah, their fans stayed with it, and they were intense. Remember, uh, they did this cool thing that everybody got their flashlight out and waved it. Yes, I, I, I had a picture of that. that yeah. was Overtime, right? Everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that, was, that was pretty cool. So. And jump around was sweet. Oh, yeah. You always hear about it, but once you're there and feel it on the, the field, it's, it's a new feeling. So. I mean, definitely Wisconsin. does your coach, like, does Urban or Fickle get you guys ready? Like, you guys have to understand, like, how hostile this crowd is going to be? Yeah, so we do different things to try to prepare for it, but you can't prepare for it when it's actually yeah. there. We try uh, the noise during practice, during the week. We try uh, it's just different all methods. different little methods, but there's no way to substitute the actual real jump around and yeah. jumping and screaming and there's no way to substitute. But again, that's why you join big programs so you can play at, you know, big road games like this oh, at yeah. Wisconsin, you know, that team up north, Michigan State, you know, you know, other places around the country, you know, that's that's why you go to the Ohio State. Yeah. This year we got a couple big games as well on the road. I mean luckily we get to play home against Penn State. Matt and I watched the game together in mm-hmm. Athens. Talk yeah. about I mean, you guys lost two games this past year. Mm-hmm. One against Penn State, one against Clemson. We'll get to the Clemson game a little bit later. What's the morale like? I mean, obviously, you guys go to the Ohio State University, you play football for one of the top two, three programs in the land. You guys are expected to go undefeated. How much pressure is put on you guys when you lose it? What's the feeling like? Um, if you let the pressure get to you, that's that's when it gets to you. We uh, worry about that that one game, and uh, the rest will take care of itself. You just yeah. worry about that one game. Once you start thinking about the team of North and uh, Michigan State and all that, that's when you get in trouble. So uh, I think Penn State, we kind of lost focus and just worrying about is Michigan 
Michigan or the team of North going to win out or anything like that. So you just got to worry about that one game and the rest to take care of itself. Fair enough. Definitely. Definitely. Anything else? Good. All right. So then moving forward, you played Michigan State. That was a weird, cold, yeah. snowy it was, next it was game. An ugly game. It, okay, so the year it before, for everyone who, if, who is watching that is an Ohio State fan, we lost to Michigan State in the shoe. I was at that game. That game was the coldest, worst temperature game I've ever been to. You were raining. on the sideline. Uh, that, I mean, first off, that was your freshman year. You had the you were playing whole, special teams, right? Yeah, I was playing special, special teams. Yeah, the whole controversy with should JT play, should Cardale play. Yeah. The offense wasn't moving. Zeke had that weird leg problem that game. We couldn't get things rolling. We lose on a last-second kick to Michigan yeah. State. This year, Michigan State just doesn't show up in the Big Ten play. Yeah. They get absolutely destroyed by everybody, except that they had one win, I'm pretty sure, that whole Big Ten. They might have been two and six or something like that. Yeah, something like that. They, they, were, they, were, they were horrible. <laughs> Obviously, playing Ohio State, every team gets up. We, Matt and I have talked about that. But this is a Michigan State, Ohio State. You know, that's a rivalry now. You yes. know? <laughs> that's, that's, that's a rivalry now. So I think whenever Michigan State, Ohio State plays, you know, that's always going to be a tough and it was the week, of the, the it, was, it was the week before we played the team up north mm-hmm. anyway. So your mm-hmm. mind was, I mean, it had to be everywhere in that game. So uh, that was one of the craziest. I remember the freshman year we lost. So that was like my first loss of playing for Ohio State. Yeah. And honestly, it felt like a funeral. Uh, nobody yeah. said a word. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole night it was just depressing. Quiet, honestly, yeah. I didn't know how to feel. I didn't play as much, so um, that's when you really see like how much it meant to people. Mm-hmm. And uh, even this past year, it was close down to the wire because it's, they come and play. They come mm-hmm. and play. Um, yes. Physical. Uh, it was really cold. It was in the morning. All the different things that would get to you. You gotta just go out there and play and perform. But we came out in the got the W, so that's all that matters. That's all that matters, yeah. yeah. Definitely. I think, like I told Matt, though, like, every time you play we're any team, regardless of who they are, they're going to show up because they want to ruin your perfect season. Right. Obviously, you weren't perfect that time because you lost to Penn State a couple weeks before, but you guys were still in a chance to win the Big Ten or even get the Final Four spot, which we did. We didn't win the Big Ten outright championship. We, we were tied with the East, and we got to the, the Final Four. It was four. a competitive year. They're going to give it to you every single every single year, and then the next week you play the team up north in Columbus. Just explain the game. What what it, what it meant for you guys. You guys get the golden pants, all that stuff. Um, the whole week. What's the whole preparation? That, that, that game is nothing in, you can ever – I can't, can't imagine how important that game is, especially if they were – I forgot what their rank was. The rank was high. Yeah, so, there three. Was yeah, between us? We two? basically needed to win, <laughs> beat them to play in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. uh, that whole week was intense. Yes. Every practice, I think that was like the first practice. Like our team, we would have padded up every single day. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was definitely a. Um, that game is the most important game of the year by far. It's everything um, you could dream for as a yeah, and, and, right? and you always. See from the outside looking in, you don't see how much work you put in for that. Mm-hmm. In the off season, um, from every Thursday we do push ups or something like that mm-hmm. to count down the days. So um, when that game finally comes, you finally get to release all of that hard work you had and take it all on them. Honestly, just get the win. And you, the defense was playing great the whole t- the whole game. The whole you guys game. had a whole, whole spate in the pocket. You guys mm-hmm. were getting pressure. You guys were intercept having. You had a couple interceptions that game. Uh, you had an interception personally, right? Yeah. Uh, down by ten in the, I think it was the third quarter. You got that pick. Yep. How how did that feel? Was it like fine, like let's go offense? Like we're waiting on you guys to help us out. Um, well, we never just try to. We just try to do our job. Yeah. And the offense, we know they pick up and yeah. do what they got to do. 
But uh, that interception, I remember I got it. Um, I got tackled. I got up and I was like, I got the ball. I just get an interception. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I was definitely happy. I remember I always looked at Rickon and Worley, and mm-hmm. I told him, uh, like, this is this is cool. Like, yeah, we've been doing this for so long. Yep. This is my first go round, and uh, it's kind of a surreal feeling. Yeah, you just can't really imagine it, and uh, it, it's just a feel that you help win that game, and you just can't really definitely put it. Seeing how you have that that year experience over over you know a guy like Dante Booker. Uh, are you gonna be mentoring him now? <laughs> oh much. no no no! no, no. <laughs> but but it's crazy. People think Book just disappeared when he got hurt. Mm. Um, throughout the whole season, he stayed by my side and helped me through it. A good uh, guy that helped me with Joe Berger. He graduated yeah, last graduated, year. Yeah. Um, he was like my mentor. He made sure every Monday we was off. Mm-hmm. So, but he made sure he'd get me in and watch film and mm-hmm. critique me on the field. So um, Joe Berger, Dante Booker, all them guys, they they didn't just stop. When I started making plays, they kept going and pushing me and pushing me. And I kind of uh, definitely give praise to them because they helped me become a player. Right? Who was the one that was most critical of you out of the bunch? Um, Joe Berger. Joe um, Joe Berger. He, uh, he, like he didn't play he as much. Yeah, but he he would stand on the sideline after the play, like after the series, and he would know the exact play, what I did wrong or what I did good. Whoa. and uh, he, he helped me every series, so uh, man, he definitely helped me. So like a future coach, or yeah, no, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. For real. After setting your tape over, like, that's what you need to do better. Oh, uh, yeah, he, he's a he. Uh, sometimes at night, he record a tape or a play and send it to me and critique. He, he was definitely like a coach on the field, so it was definitely. definitely fun. So then, moving going back to that Michigan game, uh, when you guys, I mean, obviously the kicking game was off, which probably was frustrating on all, all parts. Obviously, not just. You guys, even the kicker himself, mm-hmm. Durbin. I mean, we, he was great the whole year. Just yeah. really one game happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys force to overtime? Was it first down? Was the spot good? It was definitely first down. It was the first down. <laughs> <laughs> if you going by the ball, you going by the ball. It was the first down. So. <laughs> I mean, you guys are on the sideline, and you're just what? What's your opinion? Then, what you think? Like, oh, were you guys looking up with the jumbo trying? Like, what's going on? I think the whole sideline was just staring at the screen. Southside the whole time, like, please. First time, some people, you know, have the doubts, like, uh, it looks too good, but uh, it was definitely first down. The spot was good. But people don't realize that first down, um, I think the team of North, they got so big on that first down, yep. was it or not, they didn't come, they didn't come back from play the next that play. Next the next play, that's all it was. Skirt, so. and, and that's what I think what separates from, like, Urban Meyer coaching and Harbaugh. Harbaugh lets his emotion get to the best of him, in my opinion, sometimes, where Urban just stays on a, on an even keel until the game's over. And you saw that right after Curtis got over the, 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 the side, uh, over the goal line, he just fell. He was just like, fine, the game's over, we won, it's over. There was even a, a parody of a... Uh, Twitter um, of this guy named B dot five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, he just make fun of Urban Meyer after the win. He just fall out, but he kind of exaggerated more. Like he falls out, it falls out again. It falls out again. But uh, it's hilarious. It, as a player, you kind of see like Coach Meyer. He keeps his emotions. He keeps cool. Mm-hmm. He does what you have to do. And when it's over with, it's over with. Mm-hmm. You won. Release your emotions mm-hmm. and yeah. enjoy it. Celebrate. One hundred percent. You guys, you guys work entire. I mean. You guys go by goals, obviously, right? Yeah. First goal is to beat the team up north. Second one is to win the Big Ten East, and then go from there. And yeah. going. So yeah. that's being your number one goal. That should be everyone's first prize. Like, hey, we won. Whatever. We got to move on from here. We go on to the next week, right? Right. So uh, going, I guess, 
when you get, when you were getting recruited, what what made you choose Urban over all the top schools? I mean, over uh, Florida. But yeah, I'm going over all <laughs> schools. I was looking that up. Ohio State, Florida, Florida State, Louisville, Miami, Florida, Michigan, MSU, Dan, Notre Dame, Penn State, Tennessee, West Virginia, and Wisconsin. Just some of the schools. I mean, there's a whole list of them. You go on ESPN, check it out. What what, what separated Urban from everyone else? Um, so it's crazy. I actually said no to Coach Meyer. No. Oh, Whoa. I went to I committed to Florida. Uh huh. Um. And about the time I committed, when LeBron came back to Cleveland, I went down to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so I always make fun of him, like, yeah, you could have just wait, let me get my shine. But, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to play in the SEC. That was my biggest thing. I wanted to play in the SEC. SEC. Um, I knew my speed was, it was just, I, I know my speed was there. I wanted to test it against SEC. But uh, they, some things happened down there. They all got fired and mm-hmm. different coaching staff. Oh, and Coach Fick, he stayed with me the whole way. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was committed, he was made sure I was all right. He stopped talking about football and just started talking about life. Um, our relationship was so strong, even though I wasn't um, going there. It was kind of like when I decommitted, it was like, all right, this is the perfect school for me. Yeah. Um, and it's right in your home. Two so hours away. Right right. It was definitely cool. Yeah. So <laughs> that was the choice I made, just come here and now it's been the best decision. Hey, dividends, definitely. <laughs> now, I think it was yesterday, Urban Meyer was quoted saying that there isn't in his opinion, any difference in the SEC now? There, there's, there's not, not a gap. Uh, you saw last year the Big Ten had us, the team up north. Five schools. Wisconsin was in the top ten pretty much the entire year. Penn State. Penn State was incredible last mm-hmm. year. Do you see the gap closing, or do you think the gap's already closed? You think uh, there's closing? definitely no gap. Um, I think the SEC had a good run of they were just dominant. They were dominant, they yeah. They were so long, and you always see Alabama in the championship and uh that's over with i i, I think it's over with yeah big 10 and we came every week you got to bring your a game yes. there's yeah. a chance you might lose if you don't bring a game definitely so they definitely big 10 is worth it up. they say all the speed is in the, in the south but you know yeah he's he's proof that there's speed up north as well oh, there's definitely some speed up here it, i mean the gap was when lsu and tim tebow in florida came out and they beat ohio state back mm-hmm. in 06 07 that was horrible time uh, that was a dark age to the Big Ten. Yeah. And then they went to the LSU and Alabama years where Nick Saban came back and resurrected the, the Crimson Tide program mm-hmm. and brought them up, which you got you got to give them credit. They had a run there which was, in, like, un- incredible. Mm-hmm. And now that the Big Ten, in my opinion, is back this past year was unbelievable. And going back to when you were a senior when Ohio State won the championship mm-hmm. and beat Oregon. That's that, when it all ended. That <laughs> all ended. Penn, uh, uh, Michigan State balled out against Baylor. That was um, game. Wisconsin beat up Auburn, mm-hmm. and then we won the whole thing. Michigan beat Florida. Was yeah, I mean it was it was just like all the dominoes falling, and they even projected us not having a single team in the final four that year after that week two when we lost to Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. When you guys lose one game a year, like I said, back to Michigan State, does Urban just say forget it all? We still have a chance to go back. Um. Well, like I said, we, we lost that game, and we kind of deleted it from our memory. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just worried about the next game because that's all we could control. Yeah, we yeah. couldn't control if uh, Team of North was going to win out or Penn State was going to win out. Um, all we control is winning that game. And back to the SEC, it shows how um, important Coach Meyer is. Um, when he was in SEC, the SEC was moving. And yep. A different style was coming. He went to the Big Ten, and the Big Fine Ten, up. he brought – um, you're going to have to bring speed and gonna have to still have that power. And, and uh, that was just a testament of Coach Meyer. His, uh, his influence on the whole conference is kind of amazing to me. So 
that just shows what Coach Martin's influence does to the whole conference system. Brings that power spread to, to Ohio State and the Big Ten. You, know? you still got to have that speed, that, that tradition, that, that good defense. Mm-hmm. So, um, definitely testimony to Coach Martin. Now, move, moving ahead to this year, obviously we had the horrible loss the first, it was the night before New Year's okay. against Clemson. Clemson. Uh, Clemson goes on and wins the whole thing. Uh, obviously, you can't take anything positive away from that. I guess you could say that you lost the champions. Uh, you said clear your mind moving forward. If you get a chance to play them in a bowl game or the Final Four this oh, year, so. would you want to take that? Oh, yeah. So. yeah. Uh, any competitive with yeah, yeah, so. that revenge back. So, uh, <laughs> Clemson, that was a great team. They yeah. Coming in, you could just tell they had athletes. They had different great coaching staff. They had leadership. They had yeah, they, they, leadership. Just, they uh-huh. had good, good teams. Um, <laughs> definitely tip your hat to them. And, mm-hmm. uh, but this year, this, this uh, new focus, you can only dwell on it so long. You can't change the loss. So uh, this year, we just come back. And uh, even tomorrow, it's just a chance to get better. Yeah. Get better. Yeah. The practice starts tomorrow. Uh, first time all year for you guys. Finally getting back. Obviously, you guys had your spring game a little, yeah. little while ago. I'm going to check out some of the comments and questions we had. Sarah Friedman, a loyal listener and watcher, uh, says, Huge fan, but honestly, what are the real chances the Buckeyes are bringing home another national championship? Uh, the chances are high. We, uh, so like one year. thing you see is we got leadership on defense and offense, experience. Last year, I think people forget that we all were no names. We didn't nope. have no experience. You guys were still names to us, but no names to the rest but, of the world. Yeah, we exactly. didn't have any experience. Yep. That's what I mean exactly. by no names. So, yep. uh, talent, but no um, This year, we have some, some guys coming back. We have some experience. We have a uh, different coach staff, different flavor. Um, that loss, I think, um, helped us in a in a way. Um, so we got that drive, we got that hunger back. I think that um, national championship, us winning that that year, we got a taste of it. Us losing, got a taste of that. So this year, you're gonna see uh, a hungry, hungry team. So uh, I'm excited about that. From your teammates, though, uh, from your new teammates that's coming in, or not your new teammates, but the new guys that are coming into the lineup, who? Who's one of the guys that you know has your eye, and you can't wait for everybody else to see? Um, it's, it's hard to see about the new guys that came this June, but uh, some young guys I'm excited to see: uh, Keandre Jones, yep. uh, Maryland, yeah, mm-hmm. Malik uh, Harrison. Mm-hmm. Those oh, guys, an is, uh, they're talented. I don't think they understand how talented they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to see them guys. Uh, it is some people like um, you just love watching mm-hmm. Nick Bosa. I sometimes just watch You gotta just admire him. I mean, you gotta realize he, he came up underneath like, his brother. He's the pressure he had to fill his brother's shoes, and he literally go out there and just do what he do. It's, he's a it's amazing. Me, Your so. defense is the defensive line is gonna be incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got definitely. Hubbard on the other side of him. Yeah. Taekwon Lewis. You can play four defensive ends at, at on, across the line. Yeah. That's what they call the the rushman, right? Yeah. The yeah. rushman, the rushman line. We can definitely bring it this year. In, uh, makes it fun it's experience they can teach the younger guys so next year it can be a smooth transition yeah, so chase you know, I mean this past yeah. year watching you guys on defense it was exciting I know like sure the, the offense wouldn't be clicking at times but it's like okay our defense is out there like they can go score themselves I'm not worried about it. this year it's gonna be like I dare you to run the ball on us I mean we're gonna be such a front pass run. the ball too yeah right? <laughs> last, last year we had so many great defensive backs mm-hmm. so I wasn't even worried about that mm-hmm. okay someone's gonna get a pick yeah. could have been you could have been anyone literally anyone was going out there for interception do you guys get that mindset every time you go out there college is like we're just gonna build off each other someone's gonna get a play we're gonna just build off it and get a oh, yeah, you gotta feed off the guys next to you some games you're just not gonna have that energy um, it's, 
it's human nature. Mm -hmm. um, some games you're gonna have all the energy in the world and guys gonna feed off of you. But we feed off each other, we get each other, feel for each other, and that's what camp help you do. It, it helps you bond together and see what your team is. So uh, mm -hmm. I'm definitely excited and our thing, our theme, or I guess you'd say is suffocating. Yeah. We don't want you to run the ball or pass the ball. Um, and it's kind of cool that we saw what our passing defense can do last year and how many turnovers we can get. But this year we have our whole D-line coming back. So um, we can suffocate you in the run. Is that what you don't have plastered up on the Yeah, what's the, the motto? Because we had we had the, the, the chase. Year, the chase, the wolves. Yeah. Uh, the wolves. Well, they haven't officially come out with it. But um, it's coming. Our defense it'll be is suffocating. It's definitely <laughs> suffocating. So it should definitely be fun just to play defense. And now looking at the schedule this year, you guys start on Thursday. Yeah. First time this happened since we've played Marshall back in, I think, 2008 or Ooh, nine. Marshall. This was a while ago. Mm -hmm. I was back in like freshman year of high school. You play at Indiana. Uh, oh. Obviously, going to be a night game. Mm -hmm. uh, they're zero zero. The record zero. They haven't lost. They haven't won. They're going to be out there in numbers. Uh, what do you expect? What do you, what do you expect the crowd to be like? Uh, they coming to play. Yep. Their crowds coming. They coming out there and they uh, they always play us hard. I think mm -hmm. people forget that we might the score might be different or whatever. When you watch a game, they come and play and. Uh, they always got some good running backs. So Jordan Howard. So I'm definitely excited to play against Indiana and uh, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It don't matter what it is. I'm gonna get up ready to play. Ready to play. So <laughs> Thursday night lights to start off the year. Uh, another question coming in from Aaron Talib. Excuse me. He said, "What interception is feeling? What felt better against Baker Mayfield against at Oklahoma or picking off Will William Wilton? Excuse me, Wilton Spate. Spate. <laughs> yeah, Wilton Spate. Wilton Spate uh, in the game. Um, that team of North interception was probably." caps it it's uh that feeling of i got an interception and we were down and kind of run back our momentum um even though you scored at oklahoma yeah it's different because it was a kind of like a blowout yeah. um it wasn't and, a blowout though at the time it was seven yeah so but it was like that team of north is like that interception kind of like changed the game a little bit so you're saying you're saying you're the reason why we won that game no, I'm uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it was all Jerome Baker. Again, guys, you're watching me. It's Jerome Baker here, linebacker for Ohio State, uh, projected top for first round. Excuse me, first, first round, round pick, uh, top thirty. The, the way he's playing could be top ten, very, very easy. Uh, looking at the schedule this year, you play Oklahoma at home. Uh, the, the true road games we got: Indiana, Rutgers, Nebraska. At Iowa, that's the game I got served Ooh, Iowa. That. That's the game after, the week after we play Penn State at home. Yeah. Halloween weekend right there. We're going oh, yeah. at Iowa. It's tough to win there. It's tough. What's going, what, what are you guys talking about that game? Anything? Um, nothing yet. Nothing but, yet. Uh, when you watch Iowa, you watch that physical that physical team. So. They're, they're a traditional Big Ten team. You know, they're a team that I feel like they haven't really evolved their game, but they, they kind of <coughs> adapted to today's game. They still run the ball. They still oh, play stout defense, and they still they're able to survive in today's version of college football. You know, with the spread and speed and all the flash and glory. That they it's the old Big Ten power ride yeah. lineup and run right behind the fullback. Exactly. And you exactly. gotta bring your mouthpiece and down. So. Yeah. <laughs> you, right. you gotta put like eight in the box every time. Well, we're hopefully we don't have to do that. No. But, uh, <laughs> uh, we just do our part and they take care of itself. Uh, I'm excited for it. It's that old old school. You're gonna take on the fullback, mm -hmm. yeah. not just one time, a few times, a few, few times, time. yeah. <laughs> a few times, some more, and some more, and some more. It's gonna be an ice seven. bath afterwards, right? Uh, recover, recovery process. And those are games remember that. Oh, my whole body is sore. My uh, wake up in the morning, like that was a bloodbath. <laughs> I'm definitely excited for that one. 
right, so are you superstitious at all? Do you, you have like a same routine every single game day when you Lucky wake socks. up? Oh, Lucky underwear, underwear, yeah. Not not me. Uh, Text your mom, say you love her. Yeah, I do little things of uh, I make sure I talk to my family the night before. Um, I don't like when I'm going to bed before the game. I don't like worrying about football. I like calling my little cousins and uh, you play two K, Madden, anything like that. No, nah, no, nah, I'm not a big game person like I used to. I used to be crazy over that, but uh, I got a dog, so that's kind of like my. I can't wait to, like, now I just sit home and play with him, so uh, That's good. I, I like to keep a level head and just go out there and have fun and kind of conserve my energy until it's time to let it loose. Now, do you have, like, a, uh, a pregame meal, like a, a Friday night meal or Saturday breakfast meal? So, we uh, the, do it together. The night before, we have, like, these, these shakes. Uh, they're, they're shakes, and I put, like, extra caramel on them. <laughs> I don't know why. Caramel? It's just, like... <laughs> A lot of caramel, so uh, I just try to do different things, different games you got to look out for. Um, cold games, I try to, you know, not wear as many clothes so I can get used to the cold over the other days. Mm -hmm. and, um, it's like different things I try to help my body get used to what I'm going to go up against during the game. Definitely, definitely. Good. The steps the athlete takes that he you know, mentally prepared for games. Right, it's, it's definitely more mental than anything. So definitely. Mentally get prepared and you be fine. So let's talk about... <clears throat> the postseason, Go, showing up in a Final Four game. Your last year, you guys were in what bowl game was it? Two years ago. Um, two years ago, you missed uh, out. It was the uh, Fiesta Bowl. Fiesta Bowl. Fiesta Notre Dame. Now, which did we play the Fiesta Bowl this past year too? No, uh, that was the. No, so we played bowl. the Fiesta Bowl. We played uh, Notre Dame in this past year. Clemson. We played. Yeah. So both. So oh, Fiesta Bowl as well. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. That's what, we're about out, out in Tempe. Uh, so is that like your second home now, I guess? It was so weird. It's it always like, been your second home. We kind of went there again. When we went there again, it was like, I know exactly where to go. I know exactly yeah. I've been here before. I exactly what I didn't do last time. I want to do it this time. So later. But as far as like actually being there, you, you go out and just go to the city. Um, Scottsdale down there, it's beautiful. It's beautiful all day. So I um, just enjoy the weather, enjoy the people, enjoy the culture down there. It's a new... It's a different side of the country, so you just enjoy Definitely. the town. So. West coast, left coast is the best coast I heard. Oh, it's beautiful down there. <laughs> Definitely beautiful. Now, weather-wise, now obviously you you like what's your, what's your ideal? You like to play what sixty-five degree weather? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it depends on it. when it's a physical game. You don't want to play in that cold, freezing. But that's when all the physical games. So that's play. what that's my next question. Like, if you wanted to play in such like a a nice climate weather, why'd you pick Florida at the beginning? Because that would've been eighty degree weather in September, yeah, October, well, and even me even personally, I'm not a heavy sweater. I'm not a heavy um, overheat guy. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to heat, it's like my body's not going to go crazy and get overly hot. So I was fine with it. It mm -hmm. didn't bother me. But I've been playing in the cold my whole life. That didn't bother me either. That's not good. one bit. So. I kind of had the both the best of both worlds. So, luckily for me, it was it didn't really matter as much as weather wise, because even since high school I've been playing in snow and windy and rainy mm -hmm. and freezing cold. But in college, it <clears throat> got a little bit more gear to help you. But it doesn't matter. I can do both. So that ain't worried about in Ohio. We get four seasons in one week. Yeah, I know absolutely. <laughs> we Matt and I dealt with that a lot this past yeah. semester. Uh, like before we switch subjects and go to the rest of sports and leave Ohio State football. Your prediction for this year, obviously you don't have to give me a record because in all of our hearts and minds, we want to be, we want to be perfect. You want yeah. to be perfect the rest of your life. Um, but in reality, what, what do you, obviously the main goal 
is end goal is to win that championship. Yeah. Possibility huge though, right? Yeah. Uh, I always tell people my prediction is for us to go one and zero every Sunday. That's right. Every single every Sunday, Sunday like you one and zero, you're fine. <laughs> so, uh, I I really just try to focus on that game. Once you start thinking about Iowa down the road or Penn yeah. State down the road, you're gonna lose track of Indiana sure. coming to bring their their A game and they're getting knocked off or something like that. Yeah. So if you focus on that one game. Anything with life, you just focus on that one task, get it done, and the rest of the conference. Absolutely. Well, again, we're here with Jerome Baker, Ohio State outside linebacker. Uh, just gave us some insight on his past couple years at Ohio State, even some high school stuff, and then moving forward to this coming year and probably after this, if he stays a year. If not, he can go pro. We wish him the luck. Let's switch, switch gears, though, to the get rest. Education. Education. <laughs> like, like Conor McGregor says, stay in school. Uh, so we, let's move forward to the NBA. You grew up in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, big Cavs fan. Yes, definitely. I'm uh, I'm a LeBron fan. I, LeBron, I fan. LeBron, LeBron fan. LeBron. That's why I like having Jerome here. So it's definitely just not the LeBron tobacco player. I love him as a person, as a businessman, as a father. So, uh, I'm a LeBron fan. Yeah, see, that's why. So, people <laughs> watch this will we'll laugh at that because I am the biggest LeBron hater. I respect his game, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I respect his, biz, his business mindset, but some of the other stuff he does just doesn't doesn't connect. I don't understand why he does this or, or why he does that. Uh, again, though, best basketball player I've ever seen play, mm-hmm. personally. I, Same. I mean, yeah. raw athlete wise, he's the best. Uh, Matt, give us an update on what's going on with Kyrie, and we can discuss this at the table. There's nothing going on with Kyrie right now. Yeah. <laughs> he's sitting waiting around for a trade, you know, pretty much. And there's speculations going on whether he's going to get traded to to the Timberwolves, to Phoenix, you know, the, to the to, yeah Sorry. Phoenix with Eric Bledsoe there, um, to the Knicks especially. You know, he wants to go to a market where it's not like the Cavs because the Cavs are a small market team. He wants to go to a market where, like again, like New York, and he wants to dominate. You know, he wants to be the main option, preferred option. And honestly, my take on it is I don't see how he could be so, uh, you know, upset with winning and going to the championship for three straight years. You know, if you're a player, that's what you're, that's what you're there to do is to win and try to win as many championships as possible. So me, I, I, Kyrie doing this, I just feel like it's a millennial thing right now, Okay, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I wrote an article yesterday, guys. Go yeah. check our website out, com, and you can follow us on all social medias. At C at the T, uh, you read it. Yeah. Um, my opinion with Kyrie, there's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my aspects I looked at this is very far speculated thing is LeBron's controlling all this. He does not like Dan Gilbert. We mm-hmm. we all know mm-hmm. this. He does not like the ownership up there. He does not ha- like how he runs his program. I think he could be telling Kyrie to leave the program right now before everything sinks with the so ship. So you're, you're thinking Kyrie, or he's telling Kyrie, you know. You know, get out while you get can. out while you can. I'll come join you next year. We start a new team up wow. somewhere else. Think about it, though. If you look at San Antonio, mm-hmm. imagine him going to Spurs right now. Yes, he might be going out That'd west. Be a good, good team. You got Popovich, the mm-hmm. best coach we've ever seen in the NBA. He's like an Urban Meyer for college football. Knows the ins and outs of everything. LeBron would love to come down there and play it with that team. You're playing in a nice city. LeBron nice will place. never go and play in the West. But the thing never. is, I don't think he's going to stay in the East. I don't we're, unless he goes back down to Miami with where, where your favorite team is. He's not yeah. staying in Cleveland. Yeah, you got out of Cleveland. I don't think you want to go back to Cleveland after those winners. <laughs> you eat, again, you've committed to Florida. You can't say you don't like the winners because you're trying to go down to the nicest place ever. Yeah. Uh, my thoughts on it is... Uh, you can play anywhere. You can play anywhere. I think LeBron has started this himself. Um, yeah. He's, as far as changing teams and making your own team and playing with different superstars. So, 
I do think LeBron is the mastermind of it. He's the one that started it. He's the one that got it. Yeah. Uh, everybody start doing it. So um, he's also the, the destruction of what's about to be the soon to be. Well, I think he's trying. Because try, yeah. obviously we know he's, he's not a fan of Gilbert and he's not a fan of Love. He's always in the beginning he wanted Love to join him, and I think he realized that Love wasn't a, a good puzzle piece to fit in his whole mastermind of a puzzle, and he's wanted Love to be gone. Gilbert's kept Love. LeBron created his whole team to this championship run this past year. They couldn't get it done mm-hmm. from the head coach down. He wanted he wanted Tyron Lue to be there. I just don't think they get the playmakers to beat Golden State. And I think he's like, forget this. We'll just try to do this again. Kyrie's about to turn 26, 27 yeah. in the upcoming 26, year. Yeah. He's right in the prime of his athletic career. Yeah, this is the only sport you see where people try to create their own team. In football, you need you need a quarterback. You need to build around him. Mm-hmm. On the defensive side, you need, you need your, your linebacker captain and then everyone else go around him. You don't got guy, you don't have guys leaving the NFL to go join and start off their new team, and in the, the NBA you got these guys with these huge egos. No one has. I don't think anyone can have that big of an ego on the football field. No, you definitely can't. Uh, it, it just shows that basketball and football are just two different things, um, two different sports, two different styles. So uh, one guy you can go to a hundred teams, but yep. your influence is not going to be that great. You need the whole eleven or ten guys to live. So definitely. it just shows that how different two sports are. You know, saying uh, Damian Lillard had an interview a little while ago, and he just said, you know, I would love to go to three straight championships in a row. You know, he was kind of envious. So, uh, you know, maybe a trade to Damian Lillard, Kyrie, something like that, you know. I mean, he he was saying, he came out and said yesterday, he was like, why would you want to leave and, and not exactly. play for a championship every year? Which blows my mind. Even if yeah. I'm even if I'm losing every single year, at least I'm getting there. You have a chance. You showed to, up. You yeah. never know what can happen. Seven game series. It's not. It's not like March Madness in college basketball or football where you, it's a one and done. Mm-hmm. You survive in advance. You have. You can take a night off if you guys are getting beat up. Mm-hmm. You're up two nothing or whatever. I mean, most people don't do that. Uh, I, re- so. I think you have to realize when you, if you're a player in the league, you have to realize that the legacy that you want to leave behind and think about the future. Kyrie has his ring. Now I feel like he wants to go branch off and do his own thing now. Is what he's doing right now. You know. Again, with the Knicks, that would be the perfect market for him, for him to capitalize business-wise and on the court-wise because he'd be the main focus. Yep. So that's just what I think what Kyrie's going to do right now. And now what's going on with Chauncey Phillips? He didn't. He didn't. definitely didn't want to go to the Cavs. You think he sees kid. what's going on right now? Yeah, he saw time? the dismantling you know, well, the disorganization is going on, and, and he just took the high road. You know, he, play, he played, his, played his cards right. Um, that's pretty much to say with everything to say with that. Um, Dan Gilbert, I don't think he's the best owner as well. Yeah. Um, you know, personable owner. Owner. Um, so, it's it's really really tough time for Cleveland right now gotcha. going forward. What about you? Back home, all your friends saying what's going on? Um, everybody have their own different opinions, their own different thoughts. Yeah. But uh, I'm curious to actually hear from Kyrie, hear from LeBron, but. Uh, you have the numbers? You text them? No, I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, when they actually come out and say something, that's when I feel like everybody would be like, okay, let's relax. Yeah, we can calm down that's, and see uh, like, take this. Once out. you bring LeBron into the story, it blows up. So, uh, have you talked to LeBron when he's come down to the to the games? No, so I actually only seen him one time. Uh, we played the team North, mm-hmm. and I was warming up right in front of him. <laughs> you're just like, oh my god, you're my yeah, idol. That's a huge human being. Like, <laughs> this is LeBron James right here. He was going. He had the whole team with him though. It wasn't just yeah, him. JR, they were, they were getting they were getting wild on the sideline. We well, really couldn't tell. They were all suited up in different. They were freezing. Yeah, so it was it was definitely fun though. 
Um, who is your obviously LeBron being a Cleveland guy has got to be a huge idol for you football. Who's your biggest idol? You didn't go over that. Uh, Ryan Shazier. Shazier. Uh, it's funny because um, people always used to say he was too small. I he guess. Hundred percent. He was like that different breed of linebackers. Mm-hmm. And me, personally, I knew I had speed. That was my thing. Yep. And he had speed. And it kind of made up for a lot of things that he might people might not see. It was just speed. It was just crazy. So um, I kind of took it and ran with it. It was Shazier. He set the example. Um, D. Lee, he followed it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just continuing the path. And as you can see, all first rounders. So yeah, um, definitely. it's definitely the goal. It's definitely a good um, you know, stepping stone of they show the way and they pay the way and I'm just following it and uh, making it better. So now growing up in Cleveland, you a Browns fan? I'm not gonna say I'm a Browns fan, but I always support support so you support. So look, growing up in Columbus, <laughs> my mom is from Cleveland, my dad is from Cincinnati. I peep. my mom pretty much gave up on the Browns when they left. You were pretty much born at that yeah, time. Um, I was a Cincinnati fan growing up, and then Chase year came through Ohio State, was an incredible athlete, and everyone said when he got drafted by the Steelers, he's too small, he won't do it. Mm-hmm. And he fit right into that program am- amazingly. He mm-hmm. fit in, he does exactly what he needs to do, and, and does it better, in he's my opinion. He's a pro bowler now. Exactly. And looking at you, I see the same thing. Obviously, oh, you're undersized, oh, he's not quick enough. All that is out the window. Once it comes on the field and who shows up on that day is what you what, what you bring to the table is amazing. In my right. opinion, you could be the same thing, if not better, now, I wish you luck. In my opinion, Chase here is the perfect guy to look at for you. Uh, I think people don't realize what make great players great is their ability to adapt to different... Uh, make their own situation. Yeah, you know? so if they're not the biggest, they're going to do things that... They're not going to put their, themselves in a situation where they're not the biggest. They're not going to take on some things. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think Chase here, he just, he just shows that um, he is, he does what he do well. If he's not the biggest, he does put himself in the place where he don't have to be the biggest or the strongest. Yeah. Um, but if you think Shazier is, is small, I don't know what you're watching. So. Shazier is yeah. pretty big. No, he's massive. He's massive. Oh, he's definitely yeah. cut up. So. <laughs> I mean, what, what was it the game a couple years ago? Where he It was actually for the Steelers where he was warming up with no shirt on. It was snowing outside. Yeah, he normally do that a few times. So At Ohio State, too? You can just see it. Like He's just like, this dude is not small. <laughs> <laughs> he's ready. He's mentally ready. Uh, again, guys, we're here with Jerome Baker, Ohio State outside linebacker. Pleasure meeting him today. Uh, projected first-round draft pick. We're going to switch gears and actually go to fighting. We talked about this right before we came on. August 26th, exactly a month from today. The major fight of all fights, we have Conor McGregor from UFC, a guy wearing a shirt, he's two, t- two belt holder, uh, one point, is fighting the greatest boxer of all time in mm-hmm. Floyd Money Mayweather, who's 49-0. and 50 and 0 if you include that that fight against Big Show in the WWE. Yeah, hilarious, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, I want to try to connect this to football some way, but... You can't because I guess you could say in the NFL you'd have a, a guy from the Canadian Football League coming over and trying to play in the NFL. But it's uh, a whole different thing. So, like, who do you have in this fight and, and what's going on? I have Floyd. You of course. Floyd. The only reason I have this is I, Connor, he's – if you put them in the octagon, he's coming out flawless. So, <laughs> Connor would destroy him in the octagon. Definitely. In the boxing ring. You're not, not his, it's a different world. Like, okay. It's not – you're not – you can't just rush. That's fine. Just expect the best. But Floyd, he's he's going to pick you apart. He's going to get in your brain. He's going to um, see your different style. 
that's what's going to like you're going to see like okay can he handle that that go 10 rounds and that constant mental aspect of it uh so i'm i'm excited to see it honestly i, I got floyd personally but um now you say picking apart do you see do you guys but i'm both for both of you guys since you both have floyd mm-hmm. does floyd have a knockout power no. or is it gonna or is it gonna go to 12 he rounds he had that back in the day but yeah. now his game is more adept to like just holding out to the end you know making his defensive stance and you know, letting his opponents play their card, and then he, you know, chooses his battle from there. Um, but don't get Floyd wrong. If you make one small mistake, one he's mistake. going. He's, he's right there. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Ten seconds later, I think he's going to outbox him. It's, okay. Uh, we're boxing. We're, Storm. Mm-hmm. So this is going to simply outbox him. And if the margin is so big of just getting outboxed, he has the potential to definitely knock you out. So uh, as far as just boxing, he's just going to outbox you. So, and I'm I'm a, I'm a rebuttal both you guys. Uh, I have Conor McGregor. What I said last time, I for people that are still watching, uh, he's got to knock him out. Mm-hmm. It matter what you guys see, even if he does outbox him. In my opinion, I don't think he can. I think he's got the strongest left in the game, Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. That is, but if he does somehow opt out, opt outbox him. Excuse me, Floyd's gonna pay off the refs. The judges, <laughs> the judges, excuse me. So that's how boxing is, though. I don't know if you watched the boxing match uh, about a month Man, ago between Pacquiao and Horn. Horn got his, yeah, he got his ass yeah, beat. Yeah. It was over. The, yeah. They almost stopped the fight after the eighth round. They kept it going. Uh, the, ju- uh, the the ref came up and said, Horn, if you don't show me anything this round, I'm going to stop it. Mm-hmm. He was bleeding all over the place. The fight happened in Australia, where Horn's from. Mm-hmm. The Australian judges yeah. gave it to him. I'm looking at the same way. Connor's a guy from the outside boxing world. There's going to have three boxing judges, mm-hmm. and they're not going to want to give it to an outsider. They don't want this sport to go down that road, in my opinion. Unless he knocks them out, this fight's going to go Mayweather's Mayweather's route. But I think a guy that's 12 years younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's huge in the sport, in the athletic world. 12 years. Yeah. Four years old, you are out of your prime in everything yeah. athletic-wise. Going yeah. against the guy. He's still really good. <laughs> that's fine, but you can't go... Two three practices a day because you got to worry about recovering. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're when you're our age, you're 28. You're right there. I can go three times. I don't yeah. care. I'm gonna get back. I'm gonna go right back the next day. Mm-hmm. He's in the best shape of his life. He's got the raw power to knock him out. It's not like he's never fought before. He, mm-hmm. If you watch him fight yeah, UFC, he, he, he stands he up. He's a boxer. Is, so that's how. That's why I gotta say. But honestly, I think because these guys they look to be really competitive and as a true competitor, you don't worry about the refs or anything like that. So I don't feel like there's gonna be any paying off of the refs or anything. It's not going to be rated. It's boxing. Like that. That's how it's always been, though. I, I, just, I feel like Floyd is going to play it straight up. You know, Floyd's walking play. around with, oh, I got the most money. Here's a billion, a million dollar check. Come yeah. on. Well, what makes it, uh, what makes it fun is how many people really get a shot on Floyd. Nobody. He's going to so have twelve you rounds. Have, you can have as much power as you want, mm-hmm. but if you can't hit Floyd, mm-hmm. there's no your power is useless. Definitely. Useless. So, uh, as far as like paying off. As far as like the sport, we're, we're watching. Everybody in their right mind is going to watch this. So that was my next question. You're going to just pay off the refs. We know everybody that's just watching going to know who really won that fight. That's fine. And it's man to man. Boxing is man to man. You're going to know at the end of the day who won that fight. And if you got to pay your way out. Then... That's August 26th of the fight. Your first football game is five days later, August 31st yeah. in Indiana. Are you guys able to watch this together as a team, or what's going to happen? 
I know I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna watch it right on this TV right here. You're welcome. You're, you're, welcome. you're welcome. You're always welcome. I'm now. always. I'm gonna definitely find a way to watch that fight. And with what comes to that is, uh, we're gonna be out of camp by then. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna have a little bit more free time. The fight's always late, so I would definitely stay up a little bit more and yeah. watch that. So that's that's greatness. You gotta watch greatness. So um, that, that just makes you, as far as like a competitor, you want to see greatness. You want to mm-hmm. see guys that are elite and what both they do the UFC and the boxing world and go head to head just to see and uh, I'm just excited for it yeah, exciting excited. times man I might have to go down to Vegas that uh, that weekend get you know that'd be nuts financial aid kick in <laughs> <laughs> use this financial aid for college not to fly either. over to Vegas to watch the fight place a bit <laughs> I'm having a whole bunch of people over here you guys are both welcome to come on over we'll watch it together um, before we wrap it up anything else you guys want to say about Anything, any sport, football season this year. You have a lot of Buckeye fans watching right now. Oh, yeah. Um, just last year was last year. I think uh, what people always um, come to me about is uh, what I'm going to do or what I did last year. That was last year. Yeah. This year is a new year. Um, I got better. I understand the defense more, uh, more focused. So uh, this year is definitely going to be fun, not just for me, but for the whole Ohio State program. I want to thank you guys for having me. Hey, thank uh, you, man. Definitely, I appreciate this. This is fun. huge. Um, and I, I love stuff like this. So it's, uh, if you ever want me on again, I'm definitely here for it. That's, that's huge, guys. Again. the start of his broadcast. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> He's going to take all, all of our jobs. The jobs we're trying to get into. Jerome Baker just slides right in. Again, guys, huge thank you to Jerome Baker. Matt Harrington showing up today. Uh, we got a couple more weeks before school starts. Hopefully we'll have you, maybe a couple other players come on. Yep, yep. They want to come on, tell them about it, get Definitely. some huge personalities. Make some things come. Yeah, Make some yeah. things happen, absolutely. Uh, guys, again, check out all of our social medias at C at the T and then our website, seatatthet.com. We have new stuff coming out weekly. Uh, hopefully, you guys come back next week and then we'll talk from there. But again, finish off. Everyone out there, be safe and go Buckeyes. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks.